nine out of 10 people on social media have a Facebook account. So the, what that's what that means is the people that tell you that they, oh, I'm not on Facebook. Oh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. They're on Facebook. Just just know that. And and how it applies to you as say a business owner, it, they're targetable. <laughs> yeah, more than hashtags. Come on, come on. Yeah, more than hashtags. No, we won't forget uh-huh. what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. Yeah. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek. Every week, a new episode from News on the Net. Come on. Repping Arizona. Yeah. I know just what you came for. For stories people might miss and fly under the radar. Yeah, more than hashtags. It's news and we're on, we're it. on it. Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it. Yeah, more than hashtags. Hey, guys. Hey, neither of us neither of us can can talk we're both fighting fighting bronchitis or colds or our families have all been sick it's bronchitis. <laughs> walking pneumonia it's uh it goes around it's walking pneumonia it's that's the what gift I've heard. that keeps on giving so so it's yeah fun. so we might sound a little little froggy <laughs> the last couple episodes <laughs> i i'm very much much looking forward to my daughter has some days off school. Uh, Christmas is in five days, uh, soon to be four days. Christmas is right around the corner. Yeah. This is our pre-Christmas episode, which happens to also be my birthday. So I'm looking forward to spending some time with the family and not being sick. That'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've been very phlegmy for the last two weeks. That's, a, that's an interesting word. <laughs> So no, actually, more for the last few days, anyway. Yeah, go ahead. Word. Oh no, no. So we have just some. Uh, we one thing we started doing throughout the week, uh, kind of a behind the scenes process. Vincent and I like text all the time, find cool articles, things that impact our day to day. So Vincent's like, "Hey, instead of texting, let's put them in the show notes, and then we'll pick some shows uh, to kind of give you guys the best of the best. Um, still stay practical." what's coming up, what's coming down the pipeline. Or like in this episode, we're going to talk about some social media trends and stats for 20 this past year. And then um, new Facebook features, things to look out for. And, and, oh, and oh, by the way, podcast chat tomorrow or every Thursday. Mm-hmm. I always say tomorrow, but people could be listening anytime. That's right. They might be listening to this after podcast chat is dead and gone. Thank you. (laughs) It's every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Tomorrow night. Now you got me saying it. See, I got you saying it. That's that's a typical (laughs) podcasting. Try to avoid dates. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You almost uh, said tomorrow night again. uh, No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. On On the next podcast chat. The topic, yes. Well, the theme is again for podcasters. Um, I don't know that we've we've settled on exactly what it's going to be this time around, but it, it's uh, maybe it'll be a little, maybe it'll be a year in review. Maybe it'll be um, we found a, a nice a nice piece online on Medium or LinkedIn. Yes, on LinkedIn Publisher um, about podcasting in, in the future. Yeah, what's podcasting gonna, in 2018. Yeah, what it's going to look and sound like. So, um, according to this person, indeed. Yeah, it's a little a, a little bit of a prediction 
post somewhat, which, you know, take them with a grain of salt, but it it sounds, it's some pretty smart stuff. Actually, it's the head of new initiatives at How Stuff Works. And if you remember, they raised a boatload of money. Right. Um, So I'm pretty sure they uh, may may know what they're talking about. So. Oh, sure. No, and it doesn't look, hey, the, I'm just saying in general, when you're trying to predict look aheads, anything like that. Yeah, of course. It's just it's a crapshoot, especially podcasts, even even in podcasts. Although they I mean, look, he's gonna have a, a good idea. A good idea, but <clears throat> I mean we don't know. Sure. <laughs> and actually that'd be good. I mean we may bring in some of this into next week's uh episode, uh year in review. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that rolled out, give you a little snapshot little sneak peek. Um, if you have a podcast, uh, Apple podcast is starting to roll out a, the beta version of their stats. So we got limited, limited stats back on some of our episodes, which we're just going to think about. We're going to think about how to maybe adjust for 2018, uh, better serve you, produce more useful, helpful episodes, but in a, in a, maybe a format that is more consumable or, um, Vincent has some other really cool ideas. So we're probably going to take break when we're, when we're off between Christmas and new year's, we'll be recording, but while we're not working, uh, we're going to kind of, I think any podcaster should do that. What, what, how can you improve for the next year? So anyways, sneak peek, uh, podcast chat every Thursday night. And let's jump right in. You, you brought, you dropped that first topic, which I think it's, uh, it's timely. <laughs> yeah, there was recently um, uh, a particular company. It's called RBC Capital. They do a social media survey on a pretty regular basis. I don't know if it's it might be quarterly, um, but they do it multiple times throughout the year. And in so this thing, we'll have the link in the show notes. It's it is fifty eight pages though. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, so, they do a good job breaking it up with uh, yeah it's full graphs so it's good well yeah yeah but even the information like if you're if you're a, a junkie and you're oriented to all these statistics and usage um so you you have a good idea of what you are talking about mm-hmm. um industry wise that's a good idea to maybe review so I mean, we're not going to go through all all of this. Sure. There was a couple couple bigger notes, um, especially. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus a little bit on uh, Snapchat because that that was really the 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 a couple of the main things that came out of this was um, number number one um, that f- Facebook continues to be the definitive leader. Their words. Um, among all U.S. social media users, ninety-one percent of United States social media users have a Facebook account. So, if you're on social media, nine out of ten people on social media have a Facebook account. So, the what that's what that means is the people that tell you that they, oh, I'm not on Facebook. Oh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. They're on Facebook. Just just know that and. And how it applies to you as, say, a business owner, it, they're targetable, <laughs> if that's a word, with, with advertising 
with getting your message in front of them, you, you can target these people that say that, say that they're not there. Um, take that with a grain of salt. And, and most of the time I've found that a lot of people that <laughs> say they're not on there, they're on there and they do check it. Sure. Um, they're, they're, I mean, look, they're looking at you it. You've got to imagine, I mean, similar to how people use or don't use Twitter, there are a lot of people who use social media that don't post all the time. Some oh yeah, but they're reading things. And some people are uh, yeah. lurkers and some people are consumers. But to say that I don't have, I don't have a profile. I'm not on there. Yeah, I think uh, those people, a, a good number of the people that say that, are just like they in their mind. If they say that, that means that oh well, this person, no one's gonna actually bother looking for me on there mm-hmm. because I'm telling them I'm not on there. <laughs> so. I mean, so it makes me think like um, <coughs> Facebook is clearly trying, I and mean, we've talked about all kinds of different services they've introduced from, you know, kind of a TV live video or not live, but video aspect, Facebook live, more ways to keep people engaged and keep people bringing back, coming back. And then also hopefully brands and brands are executing on, on that channel on Facebook other in, in a way that people want to consume that content. And then, as you said, their friends are there. Um, you know, it, yeah, it's – who are those laggards? That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, who's still holding out? Facebook is is still also seen among social media users as the most important social network. Um, and in, in the, the, the report – they ask a specific question about being on a deserted island, <laughs> the, the deserted island question, quote unquote. That's funny. And um, 64% of the participants in that survey picked Facebook, um, which is which is it's apparently been, been pretty steady as far as it being the answer. Um, uh, as far as the... So this is interesting. Yeah, what? user. Oh, I'm reading along with you. Yeah, yeah. The, the user the, satisfaction levels. That's really interesting. Yeah, user satisfaction levels. So you know, the users of these platforms are satisfied, happy with with how they function, mm-hmm. how they right. <laughs> so their highest, the levels of satisfaction among the users are highest among Snapchat and Instagram, and lowest among Twitter. <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, that makes a lot of sense, and and I can resonate yeah. with that. When I go on, it's visual content; it's um, curated, visually curated content versus text heavy. Uh, Twitter, well, more specifically, it does break news and typically negative news, and then all the trolls that we talked about, um, and then Facebook being somewhere in the middle, because um, you do, you know, unlike. It's more noisy. Let's just say that. Facebook's a little bit more noisy than um, potentially Snapchat and Instagram. You're going there to specifically go and look at your friends or those who you follow. See, I, I read it a little different. But now that you say that, like that, that's definitely part of it. I read it more as even the UX the, or, or the, the UI. The UI. So it's well, like. Like I would this, agree with that. It's just yeah. similar. You know, Snapchat and Instagram are just like, that's it right there. Well, I, I don't know if people agree that Snapchat's simple to use. 
that's that's the thing like most people the people that use it right i mean look the people that use it are like oh yeah it's because once you get once you get it it I'll doesn't get, take that long i'll get my to understand it but it's the people that words. they go in for a couple minutes yeah and they don't yeah. really want to learn how to use it and then they get frustrated because it's swiping and they don't know what's what um and they don't want to take the time um but the people that are using these these channels instagram and and snapchat they like I, I i'm a user i like how it works i do i think it's simple i agree but but people like generally just don't they just that's one of the main things and look even the ceo spiegel yeah. he came out a few weeks ago right and that was part of the whole new new design explanation was that which was they still for kind it. of admitted that it could be easier to use. I, and I, I don't know. I, you know how I feel about that. Like I thought that was sure. the totally wrong way to go. Yeah. Well, uh, let me speak on a, a personal experiment the last couple of days on Snapchat. Probably last week for myself. Every time I go in, um, and when I first started out, I there was like some directories. Like, um, right. What was the directory? Ghost, we, ghost yeah, we've mentioned them here. Ghost codes and oh, then snap decks. So, so here is the, the fault of my own. I followed a lot of people. <laughs> and I followed a lot of people to see content creation, what people were doing. Well, because we were coming at it as almost marketers, like in the marketing mindset. That's Maybe fair. not as marketers, but yeah. Yeah, of course. That Sometimes you drift in that way. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to consume as much as I could. So anyways, last couple of days, I go into to the active live stories. I'll click one, two, three. If I don't know who they are, if it's not relevant, I remove. So every time I log in, I make it a point to remove five to ten. Um, I have a lot. And I told you, like I get like ten plus, twenty plus a day that I'm not adding if I recognize them. And then I've been really doubling down on um, adding people in real life that I meet, friends, everybody in my office snaps. Um, of all different various ages, which is interesting. So it's becoming more uh, personal for me, but also I'm relating to my coworkers, relating to friends. I'm seeing a bit of their life that I wouldn't even see on Facebook. Right. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I have a friend who basically, I don't know if he does it just for his own memory, but everywhere he goes, like we'll go out get lunch. He'll like just take the camera and just scroll around and just maybe almost like a swarm or four square yep. of, his, of his day. So, um, and some he just sends directly and some he sends shares, you know? So anyways, that's my little experiment. And I will say, I will agree with this, that um, my satisfaction level, but I'll, I'll also say like, because once you learn Snapchat, it's easy for me just to flip back and forth. Um, so hard to say where this, what people are. It's interesting when they ask this question, like where does did people go where, where you were thinking or the people go with what I was thinking when they answer that? Well, yeah, without seeing the actual question, like yeah. how it was um, <clears throat> going back to the um, deserted Island point that we brought up a, a few minutes ago. So an interesting piece of that was, uh, and the question again is respondents had to choose only one social network that they could keep if they were trapped on a deserted Island, um, which 
may actually come to fruition with net neutrality. Uh, <laughs> you may have to pick a social media channel to pay for if you want to believe all the, the pundits and everything. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Adam doesn't think that's going to happen. It's, it's going to be bundled, but I digress. Um, the, within that, that deserted island question, we noted that Facebook is still far and away you know, the most picked, the most selected mm-hmm. among all the users. But among teens, 44%, 44% of teens picked Snapchat mm. ahead of Instagram. Yeah, because you want to see everyone else's island they're deserted on. Well, listen, listen. So, so t- only twenty. Well, twenty four percent picked Instagram, forty four percent picked Snapchat, mm-hmm. and f- only fourteen percent picked Facebook. And so, this is specifically among teens, thirteen to eighteen or nineteen, right? And I guess they noted that a year ago in the same question, the percentage of teens who answered with Snapchat on that one was twenty eight percent. So, in a year, it's that the answer to that question has increased pretty significantly. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, then honestly, like this, yeah. this, this is great. This could be a whole episode. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I just, I just wanted to dive into a couple of these little quick things and make notes about well, it. One because, that I saw, like I really like because I'm all about um, re-engagement, like figuring out ways for these apps to bring people users back in. Um, so here's a couple of call outs for new features this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we, all use messenger a lot of people of us use messenger um, as much as we do texting so modestly rising well know. i you think go for the it. people oh no i'm asking you do you think people uh, like the listen. average person not again we cuz we get caught we're in it we we we're in it daily and and i use it was funny last night i had a meeting and the person it came, the question was asked of me how do i prefer to be contacted mm mm-hmm. mhm Okay. Right. And I was like, well, is it a test? <laughs> no, it was just Snap. because being able to reach me. So I was like, you know what? Um, if it's, if it's something pretty information filled and lengthy and attachments, I mean, email, of course, but then I really struggled to be like, well, text Facebook messenger. <laughs> um, if you, if you're on Snapchat, like I, I get, I answer yeah. all of them. Well, you know? you know what? I think, okay, so I'm going to be honest because I used to use Messenger a lot more. But as I'm going in here now, like, there's you and three other friends. But the last one for most of these people was December 12th, December 8th, the 5th. So really, like, I think um, it depends. I use Slack a lot. Right. That was another one. Yep. But that's coworkers. So like, for coworkers, I'm, I was thinking back the other day. I'm at work and I get a phone call from a number I don't recognize and I get really annoyed. But I worked for a company one time that if I did not answer the phone, this was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. If I did not answer the phone, I got reprimanded by my team leader. They were like, if I call you answer. <laughs> of course. But because like, you know, remote working was like taboo even yeah. back then. They're like, want to make you, you know, if you don't answer, you're not gonna be able to work remote, blah, blah. So, um, so I don't even like, text my coworkers. I, it's all slack pretty much. Don't even really email my coworkers. Actually, this is the least amount of email I've ever utilized at a job because we actually use another third party mm-hmm. uh, like Basecamp. It's called teamwork. 
but we just utilize, there's all these great tools you can utilize now from Slack to uh, Trello to all that. So that said, um, still text, real heavy on text and doing a lot of like um, texting in, in Snap. Um, I actually am using Twitter DMs more than I do. And Twitter DMs, yep. Twitter's Twitter has like nobody's mentioning that it's not even in this it's not even in this uh, call out for new features because it's not a new feature, but like Twitter has kind of reclaimed DMs, maybe. But I use Twitter DMs more than I do Messenger to be honest. Um, I can't say that I use Facebook Messenger more so, and I think it's just because I get a lot of messages like because uh, no 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 I get a, no I get like I run a Facebook group. That's locally true. that I I'm like known in because I, I help run it. Yeah. And so I'll get, I'll get Facebook messages because someone, they, people don't have my cell phone. They don't have my cell number. So they'll, they'll message me. It's, it's totally fine, but they don't have my email either. Like it's just easiest. Cause they're, they're sitting there on Facebook and they're like, Oh, we'll send a message. Sometimes I don't always see it right away. Cause it goes to the other, if I'm not friends with them, it goes to the other. Yeah. I have to, see and they've they've actually changed it a little bit to make it a little easier to know that you have one now they give you a little notification on your main messenger screen on mobile so that you can see you have an you have something to accept yep um well, that's what i forgot to mention like it's, <clears throat> i didn't even mention the number uh 46 of facebook users use messenger mm-hmm. so a lot of people are launching like or trying to launch bots to like wrangle people in through Facebook Messenger. So that's one thing to think about if you think that bots are like the next biggest, greatest thing in the world. Right. Uh, maybe if it's the right bot. But I gotta tell you though, it's not like bots aren't new. Bot bots everyone's talking about or not everybody. There's people that are talking about bots being like this huge new thing, like emerging technology, uh emerging with companies and things are going to get taken over by bots running customer service and everything. Yeah, it could, t- it could work, but guess what? These there's companies that for years right. on their websites, just, it's just hasn't been like on Facebook. Well, actually, yeah. All this little plugins, Some have. The, the little slide overs or the little yeah. chat things. Um, the, the things that people are trying to get on, I'm going to go off on a tangent here a little bit because you do see when you go to a Facebook page on, when you actually go to a brand page, It'll say active now. Mm-hmm. Uh, newsflash. There's nobody there. <laughs> because I've tested it. But, and then there's, I will say, if you are um, doing intelligent bots, if you're listening to this and you want to investigate bots, the only one that I've actually seen worth it, and my friend runs this company called Chatbot Nation. Go to the website. He has a Facebook group. You can learn all about it. Tell him Adam sent you. He is using like, <clears throat> like neural net networks, like how people think. And he's, he, he's being honest with you. AI is not there yet. So if someone's saying they're using AI with a chatbot, those are just two words, just words. Literally you have to manually put in the answers to people's queries. It's just not there yet. Right. It will be there. But what I will say is, because I've saw, I've seen my friends with chatbot nation. I've seen some of his bots and here's the thing. If you, if that bot can be useful and helpful, if that bot can answer 20, 40, 60% of the questions people have, like think about it if you're on a phone call, how soon do you get frustrated and say operator? You just want to get to that a real person right away. So if your bot can actually deliver, 
most can't. So if somebody's going to try to sell you a bot and somebody's like, this is the next greatest, biggest thing, uh, there's a lot of other channels to be social <laughs> human, to actually well, and look, connect and create community. And they, it's, it's, they can. Nothing's a magic bullet. Right. Period. Right. And, and it's, it's something you have to evaluate on at your level or whatever your level your business is at. Like, is it even, is it worth your time right now? I can tell you like our, our hosting site, Pippa. Yeah. They use a bot on their website. But they and, customize it so personally. Yes. And someone's actually, it's, it's a chat bot, but it's, there's only a small bot aspect to it. Yeah. Like it's the initial hello. And then well, they use intercom. Intercom's great. <clears throat> but if, but it works like if, if there's like a very basic question, correct me if I'm wrong, but if there's a very basic question that they have programmed in based right. on questions that they've gotten in the past, they'll program in certain questions with answers. Right. And then at some level, I mean, more it hand, than it hands off. Correct. Yeah. And, and two or three times it's been, Simon, the CEO, is that yeah. right? The CEO, which is, which is, <laughs> which is ever worked awesome. With CEOs, which is, it's incredibly, um, oh, this, which reminds me, Simon, if you're listening, I didn't forget. Uh, <laughs> if you check our more than hashtags on email, I don't know. I get, I don't know if it was automated. <laughs> I don't know if it was a bot. But did you see that Simon emailed us? Yep. Did you see that? Uh, okay. So this is uh, what he said. Recently? Recently, he, he actually copied a tweet in there from somebody. It says, "How is Pippa for analytics?" And he said, "Adam, can you can you reply to this person and tell them your experience with Pippa analytics?" Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was automated. What he's using to do that, I thought that was incredibly brilliant. He's asking us as a user to go tweet someone and answer their question. If that was manual, I haven't done it yet because it was busy, but I will do it, or you'll do it. <laughs> One of us will do it. I don't. I don't know if I saw it. I don't um, know if I got it. It might be you because your emails in there. But, but brilliant, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the stuff that doesn't scale. But early on, you do stuff that doesn't scale. Um, I'll say one more thing about bots. Oh, so the buffer. We love buffer. Mm-hmm. I don't think they use bots because one thing about buffer, they're distributed. And they have team members all over the globe. Test it. Tweet them or email them. Within 15 minutes, you'll get a real person replying. That's oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their. So I well, know we're, we're talking about the, the, the messenger bot specifically too. But people are selling messenger bot plugins and like people yeah. are charging like um, I've seen them. I see them in all the social media groups we're in. It's like the next biggest thing. It's literally, yes, we're going to be, let's do some real talk right now. It is the next biggest thing to scam people out of five, eight grand or whatever you're going to charge them. And honestly, what is the return on that? So mm-hmm. like no, no joke. The only one that I've actually seen like legit was again, my buddy from chatbot nation, go join his Facebook group, all those great articles he posts. Um, he was like legitimately in ink magazine. <laughs> and uh, one thing that he showed me at podcast movement is he created this little bot for his podcast and you scan a little, a little messenger code. And one thing that he notices all the ones he's been creating, you don't refer to them as a bot they they become personalities. It's like a little robot and, and it actually gives people, um, you, he put it on his business card. So you're a podcaster. It was a perfect example that he, it came up, it played some examples of the podcast. Um, and it got me into subscribe. So certain use cases, um, 
anyways, I know we went off on a tangent there. No, I, that's... I wanted to hit two more things because I think this is really interesting. Um, <clears throat> new features, uh, Facebook watch and, and marketplace taps. So that's interesting, right? Watch the videos or buy stuff. 10%. Uh, only 10% of Facebook users use watch. Only 12% use marketplace. I, so 10% is, is way higher, to be honest, than I thought it would, ever would be. And 12% for marketplace is way lower than I thought it would be. I, yeah, although I, I get that. So the, relevant to this, my wife, we, we were cleaning out the garage. And uh, we, she started going marketplace happy. Interesting. And taking pictures and posting on the market. Her, the car, we have a car that's sitting in the driveway that um, it's, it's, we're putting it for sale on the marketplace. Okay. And, and so here's what happens. We'd actually gotten some offers f- in the neighborhood. People drove by and left notes on the car saying like, call this number. I'm sure. willing to pay this much, right? So that's what started us thinking. Price is right. Oh, yeah, we should, you know, it's Christmas time also. We were saving it for our teenager, but she doesn't have her license here and she's not motivated and she's not, it's, by the time she gets it, it's like, whatever. Um, plus that generation, man, they love Lyft and Uber. Let me tell you, it, it's, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't underestimate the Gen Z and millennials in 20 years, the whole automated thing and ride sharing, like, that's that's it's happening so no like everyone i worked in and work with in san francisco under a certain age didn't own cars and yep. some didn't ha- have their license and some didn't know how to drive and now i'm talking yep. like 26 year olds oh dude so well, we'll get to a point where it's convenience over ownership it's well look at new york city yeah people don't understand people like oh, new york cities how how big is new york city how, how much of the population in, in that lives in new york city out of the millions, how many of those people do not have a, a um, know how to drive or have a driver's license even? Like, I don't think people outside of New York, the city, understand I totally, that. I did totally forget about that, yeah. Right, because you, you walk, you take the subway, you take cabs, and, or you, you know, there's, there's bike, there's, you know, if you're Casey Neistat, you take a motorized skateboard. Like, whatever it is, th- there's, you don't, generally own a car because there's nowhere to park you you can't like getting driving around in the traffic is crazy it's just it's just that it doesn't make as much sense to have a car it's and this is going on decades that this has been the case way before uber right. and lyft ever showed up so it's just funny like that whole that part of the discussion gets like people don't think about that yeah. but there's a lot of population the an active um vibrant uh, mobile and somewhat affluent in a lot of cases part mm-hmm. of the population that does not does not drive sure. <laughs> they don't have a car so um i'm gonna anyway. call this the, t- the tangent episode yeah this is the tangent episode um so wait wait, wait let me finish real quick yeah, so so the the car um she put it up on marketplace yeah after talking to the guy that had left the note but she put up a marketplace and the first message was a relative because it goes to your friends Dang. on Facebook. Like First, a relative yeah. was like, Oh yeah, we, we'd be interested in that for, and guess what? We, we saw this relative like a week ago, <laughs> like, Facebook connects. But, it, but it didn't come up. That's awesome. You know That's what really I mean? Cool, but like, it's it, like you think about the, that 
that connection, like we we literally saw them a few days ago. It wasn't part of the conversation for whatever reason. Hmm. And now that so that created an opportunity there. This is really interesting. Like I, I like I like where you're going with this and I think if it can like make things a little bit closer. Like somebody put on Facebook the other somebody that I know, they don't live too far from us. Uh, I think they're going overseas or they're moving for something. And they said they really don't want to put all their stuff in storage and pay a storage unit. So they said on Facebook, not marketplace, but on Facebook, they'd rather give the money to friends or family or right. family. Said, Hey, does anybody have room in their garage? I got this, 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 and this. You know, I'll pay you instead. It's a great idea. Which yeah, that kind of stuff like really gets me going. Well, that's what people are. So people are doing that on Facebook anyway. So that's why I feel like marketplace. I don't know. Look, I don't know if it's the Craigslist killer, but I think Craigslist is the Craigslist killer because it's it's not what it used to be. Yeah, it really is. I was having this conversation today with a client about jobs. It never was what it could have been. (laughs) Right, but but at some at one point it was it was bigger than it is now too. I mean, there's still people that use it, right? And creeper. But, (laughs) But there's like. I mean, you want to talk about spam, like because now you're talking about the the car dealers have figured out how to post their all their cars for sale. Sure. Um, when they they're not actually supposed to, it legal like car, Craigslist doesn't oh, allow car dealers really to to post in like the pri- as a private ad. They're supposed to do it a different way as a business as a car dealer, but they have these ways around it. They've had it's been that's an, it been in existence for years. I know for a fact, and there's. You know, I know the guy, a guy that built a system for car dealer, for car dealers to be able to put their ads on daily. Like, yeah. so it's, so it's constantly at the top. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not allowed. I, I yeah. understand what you're saying. But they did, they did it. Like they built a, uh, an algorithm, a, a thing that platform that let them do it. This one dealership. This is really, you know, I think you're right. I think Craigslist is the Craigslist killer. Because, well, that's how they how that how people terrible. approached it. That, that was a bad phrase because there actually was a Craigslist killer. Oh, right. Shoot, well, not in that context. Uh, no, but what I'm saying is, I actually have like ten to twelve items listed on Craigslist at any given time, but I personally never go on Craigslist to look for stuff. I just don't. But no, I haven't. Been I on have Craigslist people contact me all the time, um, every socioeconomic level, mm-hmm. um, gender, race, everything. Um, it's it's quite interesting. Uh, people. You know, roll up in a in a Bentley. All people, you know, drive from South Mountain in a pickup. It's like it's crazy. But I don't think to go there. So, no, I never think of it. I've I've sold stuff. I sold like concert tickets on there before. I sold. So all this the same stuff, and I tested that. I told you, <coughs> Basic Marketplace, and then um, Craigslist. I actually tried eBay. All three. Yep, all and three eBay. Same eBay is, yeah, yeah. And um, the the dynamic was different. I've always had more success with Craigslist, but I have a little system going on uh, to get people to the final deal. I meet them at Walgreens on the corner of healthy and happy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I see more potential for the marketplace. It, like if you, if you give me the choice people of people lowball me because they give you the option to counter. Right. Of course. Of but, course. But on Craigslist, I'll actually go high and then, you know, acquiesce. Um, yep. Let's talk about two more of these, which is interesting. Um, and I use both of these pretty heavily. So um, only on Twitter, uh, the new, not new, but the explore tab. Uh, it says only 12% of uh, Twitter users. I 
go to the Explore tab the first time I open Twitter. Well, define so define define that what that is first. Okay, so you go on Twitter Mobile. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go on Twitter Mobile, and I open it up, and it's the very center um, magnifying glass, and it has trending. It has like a top one, um, and then it's, it's it's search. It's the search bar. I don't for touch Twitter. It. Yeah, it's just but like they, the search, yeah. But they give you they they uh, what within the last year maybe or or maybe more a little bit more than a year ago they they kind of changed they com- it yeah they combined yeah. a couple features so moments. they have moments they yeah. have trends and then they have like technology because this is what I liked so and and everybody from like yep. Jim Gaffigan um, digital marketing and then they just have like five or six so I go in here this is the first thing I could do even before my timeline, because my timeline is not chronological. So even before my timeline, I go here and I refresh a bunch of times. And I like, it's usually the first one's pretty good. And I'll click show more. Then I'll go down to today's moments and click show more. And I'll go in and I'll explore these because it's called explore. Um, I spent a lot of time in here. Um, so only 12%, which is interesting. Um, and I'm thinking maybe, if maybe they if they just change the navigation and put it more center and have it popped up a little bit, mm-hmm. people click on it more. Uh, the the last one, last two, uh, and then you hand it off to you or whatever. No, uh, this is cool. We talked about this a lot. Uh, strong uh, usage of Snap Maps. So twenty nine percent of. Uh, Snapchat users are using um, Snap Maps, which is a, in, a strong indicator of new engagement. Uh, you as a new engagement driver, and we talked about that quite a bit. Even if they did pushes or anything like that, um, now that I'm following more people I know personally, I'm always checking where they're at. It's an easy way for me to actually just. I know they haven't rolled out the new app yet, but it's an easy way for me to click on there. Um, the, their their emoji, their profile story, everything. Yeah, yeah. And see their story, and and I, I do that all the time. Plus, we do it for news things, breaking news. Um, I guess we could have did it for the train derailment. I didn't even do it that day. It was a busy day. Um, I, I tried. I I did. I looked. Um, it was maybe an hour or two. Okay. In, and um, there wasn't. There really wasn't. I bet if you went the anything. next day, you know how they their team of curators turn it into almost a moment. Um, yeah. But what's interesting is this is why I think this is cool is yet again it's a feature that has some friction. It's it's hidden. You have to pinch the camera screen, um, and then so that's cool. Uh, the last one I want to talk about is um, well, real, wait real quick about that. Just real quick oh, note about about sorry, that um, <laughs> with with the because that deals with location services. And there was a oh, yeah, a, yeah. a podcast that you mentioned a few weeks ago that I subscribed to at that time, and now I listen to all the time is why'd you push that button? Yep. Oh. And I think it's this week's episode. It's either, it's one of the last two. It's about location services. And the question, the, the title of the show is like, why do you leave location services on? Or why do you turn them on? And they had the whole episode, but, but they were just talking about like yeah. snap maps was, came into the discussion too. And not in a negative way, just in general. And it was, it was just part of it. So I just want to throw that out there because they, no, I really like that point. podcast. Well, and one of my, one of my friends like texted a bunch of us 
she was like, oh, man, I'm in the creepiest, uh, I'm not going to say which self-driving or which uh, <laughs> rideshare service it was. Not what you expect, actually. She was like, creepiest driver ever, you know, giving me these weird comments. It was late at night. And I, the first thing I said was, turn on your location on Snap Maps. You know, I'm still trying to figure out how much of a lag there is because I know sometimes it's, it's like pretty, it'll show my wife yeah. is not in the house and we're, we're all here. <laughs> That's true. Well, and I think that's probably <coughs> intentional for security reasons. Mm-hmm. When it first came out, people made a big um, stink about it. Right. You're going to get stalked or whatever. Um, but I think there's opportunity there. Uh, kind of like, like WeChat is for everything in some countries. Like uh, that same individual said that they have an app, that they have a circle, and when they do feel safe, they activate it and lets everyone know where they are. You can even share the camera and get to their location safe. Mm-hmm. So maybe like you could have like your you know your top eight for Snap Maps or something, uh, or just share your location just with a few people, because some people just turn it off for everyone. It'd be nice. It'd be cool to yeah, like you could just select like on you, iPhone. You could just share my location sh- with you. Yep, that'd be yep. cool. So that's that's really what they should do is is go through. Now, is everybody going to take advantage of that? No, because they just won't. But at least if they offer it, they can kind of clear we'll tag clear some on, things up. We'll, we'll tag snapchat on this week's episode <laughs> we'll say uh snapchat snap map top eight there it is boom uh and then and then what was that the other day the other one of the other shows we were talking about some stuff they should do and i one of them was like a like a push notification for something i forgot what, oh about news about like mm-hmm. breaking news events or or news events close to you or the events happening close to you that they should push those to you as a user mm-hmm. like you want to drive up engagement i guarantee you that would drive up engagement yeah yeah it actually i i had everybody in my office open the uh uh like ad friends based on uh oh nearby nearby yeah and one person knew about it everyone else never knew about it heard about it never use it and i get it because i actually came full circle I'm like ah they want to hide it because they i was like hey do a push push alert when you're in the same room and drive up engagement. <laughs> then I don't know if I'll give Snapchat this much credit. They actually want people to talk in real life and share codes. Uh, but the word of mouth is the word of mouth. Well, it's like how many people how many people strong. know that you can Shazam Shazam music like with Snapchat, and then it keeps the playlist or it keeps it keeps the songs that you Shazamed. They just bought them, right? No, Apple did. Oh, snap. <laughs> Which is interesting that, you know, Apple has kind of this this AR thing happening now and they yeah. used then they used Snapchat in the the last event mm-hmm. about the iPhone and Well, I mean it's camera first, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last stat in this call out of new features, which is interesting only because we were just talking about um you know, Facebook stories at the top of your feed, which we don't really use. I don't, um, I don't know really anybody that, that so, I, 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 how many friends do you have on Facebook? Um, and this is a count, not too many, like less than 500. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I have, I don't know. Well, but even, the, even at that number, like I have, I have a few more than that. Oh, 475. Of, yeah. Okay. 
But I mean, I've been picky over the years, but I have more just because of the some of the jobs that I've worked. Sure, and this one account, job in particular. Yeah. <laughs> well, this account is only um, like two years old, and then my other account's like OG account, and it yeah. has. But this account is a lot of like tech friends and stuff. So, yeah, I and like you said, this is like tech centric friends. Yeah, and one, two, three, four. <laughs> Less than 10, but the thing is, <laughs> Stories. it's the same five people every day. Yeah. Um, but even just the fact that it's that it's 10 or less it sitting the, up there. It's the same content that they put on the other channels as well. Um, well, just, and then, they, then Facebook also pushes right. you to like, if you take a picture on your, on face, using Facebook, the, the right. camera on Facebook, it asks you, you want to check this to also share it to your story? So the other way around too. Um, so this stat is 39% of Instagram users are using stories every day. Uh, really strong. Cause in Instagram, I'm watching those stories at the top front and center. So I'll say the other way around when you do a story on Instagram, now there's a checkbox to send it to Facebook. Right. So yeah, that's, that's relatively new too. I didn't know this, but I bet you if I went and checked my buddy Calvin on Instagram, he's probably publishing this from Instagram. And there's a few brand new people in here, and I've never really seen them ever do stories before mm-hmm. on Facebook. I bet you if I checked on Instagram, it's their Instagram story. Yeah, because they're yeah they're doing Instagram, and it's like, hey, so, here's the easy way to push of just it over. This on Facebook because no one used it. There's annoying people to published twice and i guess they figure if well if they start doing that at least then there's content at the top then it's like people get used to seeing it and now they now it's maybe driving them to instagram too i mean a lot of real estate though um one caution you said you didn't see this i was following a couple like marketing facebook groups and you can actually publish a story as a group which is cool if you did it like brian does it for buffer it's actually personal useful and helpful this was just garbage and spam and i i i just clicked and i unfollowed the groups i 10 like different random groups and these are groups that i actually never visited in like the last year mm-hmm. but all of a sudden they started surfacing because they they figured out oh man i could actually you know game this and reach all my followers by doing putting pushing it over here uh so the I, and i do see them at the top right now this like i literally top and right yeah. don't even look like I, it's there when I open Facebook and I, and I, I, I subliminally like just go down. I don't even sure. look at them. I don't swipe. And now I'm looking and swiping and I do see, yeah, groups and but it's different companies. With Instagram because Instagram, you have the bar, but then you have photos right below that. So it's like it's a different format. But, I, well, but it's also there like they've, they've, even though it's only been there about a year, you're still expecting like it's it's there whereas facebook you've been using facebook most people for years for years and then it's there's so much other stuff sure in the feed exactly you don't want to like the stories it's just too much it's too much i i don't i honestly within with here's my prediction for 2018 facebook stories will not last that's a good prediction that's my prediction and I'm not saying that because anything having to do with the people think I'm like, Oh, you love Snapchat. So you, I think like <laughs> Facebook groups and Facebook brand pages would love them too. <laughs> and 
and it has to be it has to come down to the creators if you can like win over five people then 10 people the next day and 20 people the next day like we could test this with the podcast we could you know we have like 150 people following more than hashtags um facebook page uh can you do it from pages stories yeah or just I groups no, you can do it from pages. So, like, that would be cool. Like, very, They just updated that recently. But I would just, like, very limited. Maybe one. Don't do 15 or 20. Just be like, hey, guys, we got a new one, new episode dropping. This is what it's about. Maybe just, like, to re-engage people. Knowing that you have to steward that well because you are going to show up on the top of 140 people's feed. Um, but if if anything that I learned... I just immediately went and deleted those pages. I will never get those updates for those groups ever again because they, they um, did not, they abused it. They abused it and they did not meet my expectation and I didn't, they didn't ask permission to be up there. <laughs> um, so that's, that's practical real talk right there. Uh, anything else that you saw call it out? I mean, this is really, this is a good like, you know, year end recap, like things to think about this next year. Um. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I don't know about all. Of it. We'll get into more of that. I think ne- okay. next week we'll do the the in between Christmas and New Year's. We'll do the kind of the year in review. Yeah, and yeah. um, and a little bit of a we're not we're not doing predictions, folks. Just <laughs> anyone that's still listening to this right now, um, that's fast forwarded to this point predictions um we're, we're not doing predictions come uh, on unless we unless we totally uh, go be satirical with them be funny uh it's true yeah so fun, but it'd be bad <laughs> um always ask why always question why you're publishing <laughs> The only other thing, the only other thing I would I would include throw in there is uh, in regards to um, Snapchat. Actually, is it is what it, what we think it is still um, the the thing that they asked the question: which of the the features of Snapchat, which of these features in Snapchat is most important to you among the users? Yep, and um, most. Uh, overwhelming majority, seventy three percent, said. Oh, sorry, sixty eight percent said that the um, messaging. Yeah, totally. Right, with it, which which makes sense, and that. But st- like, so messaging is sixty eight percent. Stories is twenty eight percent. Discover. Wow. Four percent. Wow. wow. So the kids, they, <laughs> the yeah, kids I mean, that are they're making there. all that money off Discover, but they need to really like, like I said, it's like the news, it's like the grocery store checkout at, at times. Well, here's the thing. It, the question, that. well, yeah, but the question, it, which of these features is most important to you? So they gave them a choice of messaging, stories, Discover, maybe something else. So of course, yep. the thing that's most important to me in Snapchat, if I'm a kid, you know, not to me directly because it's the messaging isn't the most important. It's probably the one of the things I use the least. Um, but the the users like the kids and millennials and Gen Z, yeah, they're messaging. They're using that instead of texting. So 
that's yeah. the that's the feature that's the most important. I don't know that it means with this question. I don't know that it means that they're not going into discover. I just think that true. They none of them think that that's the most important for them. Well, or my buddy like just today, my buddy Ryan does a snap, right? I reply. We go back and forth four, five, six times. So one snap generates ten you know, messages. That's called a streak. Oh, snap. <laughs> you want to do a couple quick hit, quick hits? There's a couple other things that came out this uh, last week that were, uh, were, were kind of interesting to be on the lookout for. Yeah, they, they were, they're both uh, Facebook, Facebook items that you probably, probably heard about um, at one point. You've heard at least of, of one or the other of these, maybe not both, but... Uh, there's a new thing on Facebook. A new, it's 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 termed in a new way. It's actually very similar to something that's been in existence on on Facebook posts for a long time. Um, it's called or the snooze or copy what? from Twitter. Sort of, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's very similar to the Twitter snooze button too. Mute the mute, mute. button. Yep. Except this one, what it does is it automatically, if you select it, it says snooze this person for 30 days. So you won't see their posts for 30 days. It used to just say unfollow. Or show less of. Or show less of. Yeah. Um, this one is, okay, turn this person off for 30 days from my feed. My question is, so it automatically comes back mm-hmm. on day 31. <laughs> and then I wonder how how they service that into your feed, that person's stuff. Like, because you had them turned off, does it then kind of within the algorithm decide, well, they didn't want to see this person's stuff for a month. We're not going to They probably always automatically, you're probably right. They probably just automatically turn on like serve less of, but they surface like the best or like the most liked, the most. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I Uh I just, I mean, they didn't really specify. Uh, What you didn't say, this is for people, pages, and groups. So I could think of like, you know, if you turn on a radio station and they're doing like a year-end pledge drive every day for 30 days, but you already gave the first day. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, you know, somebody's going to an event and they just do nothing but talk about uh, an upcoming event or you're not really into sports and all they do is talk about sports. Uh, I could see some use of this or you want to give somebody a second chance, a Facebook group a second chance. Uh, you're not ready. It's like when you're unsubscribing from email just not quite ready yet um but again for creators it's one to watch out for you don't want to be snoozed Uh, i'm sure like somebody will come out and say facebook is censoring once again turn on notifications (laughs) but no it's it's uh, it's all to increase the the user experience Mm -hmm. to make it better and better um, which is, you know, counterproductive to their bottom line. But and it, it's there's no question that it stems from the oh, fake political, news. Yeah. fake news, political activity. Um, I mean, you could, you know, if there's someone, I, I know specific people that I'm friends with on Facebook that they post only political stuff. And even if I agree with them, sometimes it gets... It just gets old. Like I, I don't want to hear about it every single day. Oh man, it'd be interesting if you just could snooze uh, keywords. 
So if you just wanted to snooze all your friends talking about Bitcoin right now, <laughs> that'd be funny. That, you know. Or is people going nice. south by southwest. You know, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, you give warnings at times, you know. Well, um, well, like you said, the thing for the events is is good. Like once you already say you say South by, you already ooh. know. Like you buy tickets already, and you don't want to hear any more from the their page. Facebook, are you listening? Holy crap! Walking Dead, Star Wars, spoiler alerts. Some neat good ideas point. there. Good point. I mean, because I literally like, oh man, I jumped on like. Actually, it wasn't. I just got caught up on Walking Dead, so it wasn't what I thought. But I jumped on Twitter and I immediately started seeing things. I'm like, dang it. Yep. Um, if you can mute even, and, and this goes for Twitter too. If you can mute the certain terms. So on Twitter, it would be certain hashtags and terms. Facebook, it would be certain words and phrases that you don't, yeah. like anything like Star Wars. Yeah, if you, if you haven't seen the movie like I haven't and you don't want to see posts from people that are talking about it, like you don't want to even take the chance that you're gonna catch a spoiler, then you could you could snooze the term Star Wars and anyone that includes that in there in the post. It's, well, some still slip through, sure, but it doesn't mean you could you could probably get most of them out. And and you could it would be great if they set it up where it's like you manually do it, so it's not a thirty day thing. It's just I think they're getting there, and the way they're implementing these are like. You didn't notice how they're doing recommendations now. If you're looking for recommendations for something, mm-hmm. um, I'm just noticing on, on on your own profile it says "Did you know?" and you can add an answer for your friends to get to know you better. But the way they um, implement it, it's like a concert I love to attend, um, silly diet I'm on. Like they, I don't know. I think they're getting there. Like these implementing these smaller features to make it the experience better. Um, yeah. Well, so talking about making it better in content. The next one we came across was Facebook is now actively demoting uh, what they call engagement bait. So like clickbait, put it in for engagement. So if you've seen these posts, this and seven, you have <laughs> heart for yes and like for no, or smiley or um, click like, or tag 10 friends. Um, all of these are not because they love you and they really want you to tag 10 friends. They, the page, get benefits from higher engagement. So it's kind of like a hack. Uh, if you're a brand listening or a marketer, just admit right now you've done some of these. Um, you know, back in the day, it wasn't engagement bait for me, but I was testing uh, reaction. So if you wrote a really great copy, uh, post copy, I, you would, I was testing like, like if you agree or comment we'd love to hear your thoughts so i wouldn't necessarily think those were engagement baits back you know five six years ago but what i learned was when you ask your fans to do something they did it so if i asked them to do one thing they do one thing if i asked them to like comment and share they would do all three well that was remember back i mean you don't hear you kind of do hear it still but it used to be really like the thing yeah is a call to action yeah. In in a post, like you have to tell people to go d- to do something, to like your page. You have to, t- I remember when we were building Facebook ads, ad campaigns for, for businesses, 2012, like at Facebook, they were, we were telling them the recommendation was put the call to action, put the word like in the ad. And, and they, these are the sure. ones like the right hand side type ads. Our ad reps told yeah. us that. <laughs> yeah. 
So now it's just gone way too far. Um, and there's also not as much of a need. Like, I mean, there's, there's a, it's, it's more passive. It's people are on there. They know right. what ads look like. They know if you're telling them to like something, like it doesn't mean they're going to do it. It's, it's, you have to give them more of a reason other than just telling them sure. to do it. And I was just in a session just the other day, like we're one of our goals is to, we want people, we know we are successful if people will share the Facebook content, comment on the Facebook comment uh, on the post, but it has to be written in such a way not to ask it has to be written in such a way that it elicits that response. So that is just pure creativity. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Tackle we're gonna the, skip. We're gonna skip the glass right. door review for this week. Yes, we are. But we're gonna do our do podcast recommendation. Podcast podcast uh, recommendations of the week, which I, I like that you're subscribing to the ones I tell you, and you still listen to them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, if I like it, you know, I give it a shot. If if you recommend it, I absolutely give it a shot. And uh, I I listen to I try to listen to the most recent episode, and then try to one from path and go sure. back and listen. So, you know, we're not, I'm not a huge foodie podcast person. Yeah, it's all good. So I know like for you, 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 you kind of are into those and maybe even the, the, the beer stuff. Maybe I'll like, recommend just a specific episode. <coughs> time. I know on the podcast chat, there's a couple of people that said, I would never listen to a food podcast. So maybe I'll just focus on like the, that one episode. Yeah. That is a must. <coughs> but there's one I listened to. It's called, it's called House of Carbs. Well, I thought it was but, called Adam Eats. <laughs> it's called House of Carbs. It's, it's on the Ringer network. It's, it's relatively new. Everything Ringer. It's really, yeah. It, I mean, I do. Well, I don't listen not to it, all their shows. You don't love everything Ringer. Not everything, <laughs> but, but a lot of them. Um, I get so what's your recommendation? So I actually wanted to, I wanted to mention this last week. Um, so Cards Against Humanity put out a podcast called the good news podcast. So every, uh, run black Friday. Was that what it was? Every year they do that. Oh Yeah, they did it. Yeah. The they do that special thing where you could give them money for nothing. One year you give them money to dig a hole. This year was like, you, you literally just give them money and they bought a part of the land. Um, so that the Southern wall couldn't be built. They had to build around it or whatnot. Um, at least that section of land, but on like day two or three, the money went to like launching a podcast. So it's called the good news podcast. Um, and the four to eight minutes and relatively all about just good news. So I, I well-produced. Um, I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to listen to this because there's so much garbage. Um, this is interesting too because it goes along the trends of like smart speakers like Echo and or maybe in Dash, like consuming podcasts as part of a broadcast. So if this is part of your lineup and you're doing like um, eight minutes or four minutes. So yeah, uh, here's a here's an episode about a Florida animal shelter has an idea to get more pets adopted. So those kind of things they are going to call out really really neat things that are going on. Uh, check it out. It has, uh, usually give the reviews. Where's it, where's it at here? Oh, dang it. I was going to give, uh, how many ratings it has, but I can't see that right now. Oh, okay. Oh, five stars, uh, 200 ratings. So it's relatively new. It's still a lot of ratings. 
That's good. Sure. sure. Hey, it's more than what we have. So if you mm-hmm. love the show, uh, go figure out how to rate. <laughs> it's literally a hundred times more than we have. Wow. Because we have two. But thank you to the two. Yes, of course. That have uh, I totally appreciate it, you guys. Hey. There may be more since the last time I looked. I don't know. The last time I looked, there was two. And we love you. In fact, we featured your reviews in our extra special video for our rap song. They should make it a little easier. <laughs> I know that you could. Uh, anyways, what's your. What's well, at least your... now they do where you can just leave the stars and That's not true. write a review, which I think will increase reviews because I don't think people like to sit and write things all the time. Because so it's not a true review, it's more of a, just a rating. Because they're listening. <laughs> yeah. So what is uh what's yours? Uh, mine is called More Perfect and it's by it's Radio Lab slash WNYC uh, that produces this WNYC Studios. It's a podcast about the Supreme Court. Um, there in the description it's uh, the short the short description is um it connects you to the decisions made inside the court's hallowed halls and explains what those rulings mean for we the people who exist far from the bench more perfect bypasses the wonkiness and tells stories behind some of the court's biggest rulings That's uh, cool. I, the one i i heard a the one I listened to was is the most recent one. It's called Justice Interrupted. I would highly recommend it. The episode they they were talking about how the the traditional procedure in the Supreme Court specifically is um, the each advocate, each lawyer, attorney mm-hmm. has literally thirty minutes each to make their case, and within that thirty minutes, the justices can interrupt them and ask questions hmm. and do whatever they want. And the lawyers are not supposed to interrupt them back. So the idea of the podcast was, was on the topic of how the women on the Supreme court. So even going back to Sandra Day O'Connor, mm-hmm. justice Sotomayor, um, Ginsburg, they've, they've tended to be, it, they, they, one, one a recent case, um, Judge Justice Sotomayor interrupted this attorney, and he like kept going back and forth with it, and they're not supposed to do that at all. Uh. And so, so there was a law student that was listening to it for his homework or something, and he noticed this, and he ended up doing like a whole big project on it with his teacher, and they went back and plugged in an algorithm, hmm. um, that that read how many interruptions there were and so could tell who was interrupted. And what they found was that, and I'm not going to give it all away by explaining the whole thing, but basically like they also found that the, the justices interrupt each other <laughs> like a lot mm-hmm. and certain ones over the years have been like, there's one in particular that is just, and it's a he it interrupts all the time, everybody. <laughs> so it's just really interesting. It's, and it's a good show. Um, highly recommend it. More perfect. It's one of the top podcasts. Actually, actually one of the episodes is that episode. I think is one of the top episodes this week. Cool. As of right now. I'm actually surprised. There's um, a blog called SCOTUS blog. SCOTUS. Yeah. 
gets like everyone in big cases happen, um, like millions and millions of page views. They're like they do live blog, live blogging. But I'm actually, oh, yeah. actually I'm actually interested, interest, surprised um, that they don't, they didn't do this. You know, um, this one's this one's pretty well produced. I mean, it's it's like a it's it's a produced podcast. It's it's not just like us here sitting and talking. It's they have clips, audio clips from the cases, um, real audio. Mm-hmm. They have interviews, and it's it's a it's that type of a show. It's a story. It's a story for sure. Which is interesting because if you know anything about the Supreme Court case, Supreme Court cases, you're not technically allowed to record, live stream, and sometimes tweet. Yeah. Well, but but there's there is there's audio though. There's audio that's out there because that's where they pull this information from. There's records like the, I think it's kind of like other things within the government, like say the sure. Oval Office, where they yeah. they have to keep audio records. Um, I think there's this this aspect of it. So so the arguments are there forever. Forever. Well, hey guys, if we don't talk to you before Christmas. Merry Christmas, happy holiday. No, they won't. They won't talk to us before Christmas. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Somebody, there's somebody in my office that listens, so they may talk to me. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, they only have two more days. In any case, yeah. Check us on <laughs> podcast chat. One more day, really, because this is gonna drop on Thursday. So. Give us, give us a Christmas gift, a tweet, a review, some stars. And actually tweet us and let us know what you'd like to hear in 2018. We will be revealing what um, some new things we're going to try out, how the podcast has been going. Um, but we would like to hear from some feedback from you guys. Thank you. Agreed. Yes. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see everybody next week for our year in review. Dun, dun, dun. Drop the music. <laughs> see you guys.